Fast forwards, please. I'm a banana. My whole weekend is ruined. Hung him for 28 days. Leader of Britain. Destroyer of the NHS. Should I kill myself? And um... I can only get jobs when they can't see my face. <laughs> I'm sending myself to prison voluntarily. <laughs> oh, this makes me laugh. <laughs> With the happy music. Yeah. Well, background. it's just uh, it's a holiday resort oh. in Korea. Go prison. To, go to prison. <laughs> I've always thought going to prison. South. South. You're not allowed north. <laughs> yeah, north. You just no holidays. You just you prison. just get sent to prison. <laughs> yeah. But is this thing in South Korea where you just go to prison for holiday? <laughs> Which I've always thought it would be. I always thought it'd be fascinating to go to prison. Yeah, f- just because like um, you would come out a different person. Forget all the trauma and all that kind of stuff that's going yeah. on. But just to be locked, to, just to be that managed, just to yeah. be like, locked in a room for like a month. But also it's like, horrible. You've got but... no. You've got no responsibilities over yourself. It's like now yeah. you now you go to bed. Now you eat. Now you go outside. Yeah. Now you come back in. It's like to have someone else have that much control over your life. Like I've never, like I've always had this weird fascination with it of being like, yeah, it'd be a really good place to like, you know, get centered and get in shape and really sort yourself out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in, in a weird fucked up way, but it's like, well, there's nothing to do. But if I wasn't think... responsible for myself, I think I'd be pretty good. <laughs> there's nothing to do. Like you d- don't pay taxes. You don't. You don't like have a job like traditionally you you like you're not like um you don't have any you don't have any responsibilities so yeah. your only responsibility is yourself so you get 24 hours a day to just improve yourself if you want to yeah but if you spend that much with a murderer yeah if you spend that much time on your own i think you might be a little bit you might start to go a little bit insane there's always that kind of risk well you're not on your own you're just not with people you know yet yeah but if you're in like solitary confinement well, yeah, but what did you do? That's meant to be like one of the worst methods of punishment is yeah. just go away. Yeah. You just sat on your own in well, a you dark go room. Cra- you, you go yeah. crazy. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But I guess, it, well, there's more to the, to the article, I guess. Two nights in solitary confinement at prison inside me. It's a jailhouse-themed retreat in Hongcheon, about 60 miles from Seoul. The retreat is attracting hundreds of South Koreans seeking a break from the stresses of modern life. It's too stressful. I'm going to prison. <laughs> do they do, to admit you? Do they like sentence you? Okay. That'd be really yeah. good. You're you're a murderer. Yeah, yeah, you have to go in through the courthouse and no, it's like, just then they like, take you away. It's just rehab, basically. Same as rehab. Yeah. Like you go in, they give you a uniform, which is a prison uniform. Yeah. Um, they take away your phone. They let you see it once a day. Here it is. That's more than that's not prison. Yeah, well, be <laughs> more prison. They also have like meditation classes throughout the day. So you it's not, get it's a not phone complete call. prison, but yeah, but you know, it's still you know, pr- well, maybe it's jail. I don't know or gaul. I can't remember how it's pronounced. Well, I can't remember how it's pronounced, but I would <laughs> rather it be pronounced gaul. I think that's like an. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to gaul. Yeah, well, that's like an old English thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. which just turned into jail. Jail. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, like you get like pretty loose. Like the yeah, jail is like where you go to while well, like mid in the middle or like light sentences. It's, like it's kind of more communal. I thought ping pong jail's like a like a holding cell, kind of. But from what I've seen on you know Netflix, it's just kind <laughs> of like just like a big play area. Yeah, it's got a slide. It's got a yeah. slide. 
Um, yeah. Like doggy just, daycare, but for people. <laughs> but for criminals. Fetch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just go, just go chill out there. But, yeah, I mean, they, they get rid of your phone, which yeah. apparently is a big thing in Korea. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Korea, apparently, one of the things it says about this is, like, Korea's got the longest working hours of any country. Like, they yeah. work the most. So when they take a break, they're still kind of tuned in and working. So they're like, no, if you if if, if police officers take my phone away, well, you know, yeah. And then it goes a bit preachy, and she goes like, oh, and would you would you know it? When I got back, I only had spam on my phone. Nobody cared that you were in prison. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I never got the addicted to the phone thing. I I I didn't realize how bad it was until I like the the iPhone now sends you a thing about your screen time. Have you had those? No. Every well, week I don't know. Well, I haven't you, checked my phone. Cuz you don't look at your phone. <laughs> Every week they send you they a little message pops up. And um, Jesus Christ. And it's like um uh you've reduced your screen time this week by 34% or something like that. Now, it's like, "Oh, that's really good." They and must it, do that only to the hyper addictive, right? Maybe. I guess, and yeah. th- but then it said you've you you've only been on your phone for three hours a day this week. It's like <laughs> Jesus fuck, but like that's um, it's it's not necessarily like long stints. It it's the fact yeah. that, and I don't know how it accounts for that either because like it's obviously locked. I guess. Well, I does does it count for when you're listening to stuff on it? Because I li- I I've got it plugged in and playing my podcast to and from work. That's that's an hour and a half a day, half yeah, an hour maybe. over lunch. I'm watch. I'm I wouldn't count. Usually that watching a bit, watching YouTube on it. So that's another half an hour. Watching YouTube, I'd count. But yeah, listening to music and stuff. Like, yeah, nah. yeah. But they so might well consider that's that. The thing. It's like how does how does it how does it do it? Yeah, yeah. I need to look more into. Yeah, it. people get, people get proper addicted and they need to get. I oh, see. I don't know whether I was thinking about this the other day. I always think about things the other day, uh, where. St- the one I think one of the there's some there's a lot of reasons why I'm not really I don't I haven't found myself addicted to many drugs. Yeah, and I think one of them is you know Western medicine can't, can't break <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, because uh, heroin yeah. is Western. Medicine. <laughs> well, Eastern. I haven't explored all of Eastern medicine, so I'm not com- I'm not sure. Right, <laughs> but Western medicine can't defeat me. And I think the other one is um, a lot of drugs compensate for gaps in people's ego or confidence or personality yeah it's like one classic thing when we went to when we started uni was i would just go and dance without any alcohol yeah and you would feel the need to drink not anymore no but i think that's a lot that's a lot of the case for say alcohol they need it to speak to people i've always been able to speak to people yeah or they need it to gain their confidence i've always been confident i've been stalked since the age of six <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it before the podcast uh like uh I think I think cocaine makes you again more talkative, more that's like yeah, well that's kind of fine for me as well. Yeah, lots of things, lots of drugs seem to make you a bit more who you want to be, and I'm not yeah. who I want to be, but I'm better than I think people think they are. Yeah, and a lot of people, lot of, yeah, people have like low self worth. I've always had quite high self worth. Yeah, I think like so. I don't know whether it's just like when you get something, you're like, "Oh, finally, I feel good." It's like, no, nah, I've always felt pretty good. Mm. I just feel different now. So it's not like I'm driving for that feeling good vibe. Yeah, it's like oh, I had that when I woke up. Yeah, I'm you know not doing much with it, but it's there. So it might just not be that. And then with the phone thing, yeah, I think it's just I've always had a thing about technology anyway. Just like, ah, eh, just 
leave me alone. My brain is, I like turning my brain off. Yeah. And I think that I have to have my brain on to check my phone. So it's like, nah, I'm just, it's, I'll speak to them later. It's constant notifications and things. Like, I've switched most of mine off, but... Do you ever it's... forget your phone in a different room? Yeah. Because I do that all the time. And yeah. I think maybe that helps. Yeah. like, yeah, you get notifications, like, hey, it's downstairs. It, I, do, I, do, I do do it, but I also am aware I make a conscious effort to remember it. Yeah. Like, it's 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 weird to... It's, I, I, I won't get phone calls for days, but the idea of being disconnected, I guess... Is weird. Yeah, someone said because uh, I remember I went into a pub with some friends, and I left my phone in the car, and I told them this, and they were like, "What? Like, what if there's an emergency? It's not. Yeah, yeah. But what if there is? And you need to get. And I'm very much like, if there's an emergency, we're leaving in an hour. Yeah, I'll see it in an hour, and I'll be an hour late. See, that's that. To be fair, that's what I always leap to. I'm like, well, what if someone goes to the hospital? What if? Yeah. What if? And I and I miss and I miss a call, and it's someone important. And and I reckon, <laughs> I reckon if that did happen, and and that's obviously a possibility. Yeah. And that could result in um, emotional pain if you didn't get, say, someone was dying, and they, yeah. you weren't able to see them because they died by the time you got there yeah. because you were two hours late because you left your phone in your car. Then that's tragic. Yeah. But, but I, you know, I, I don't know. My brain just goes like, well, if that happens, then my brain goes, if that happens, then that's how it was meant to happen. Yeah. That's my go-to. Like, I wasn't meant to be there. But the thing that's is, just I, lazy, but still. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's actually a real fear. I think that's just the way that I kind of rationalize it to be like, um, well, no, you need to, because what if this happens? Mm. Oh, great. So it's, it's perfectly fine to, for me to be stuck to my phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine because of this. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a real thing. I don't think that fear is real. Yeah, before I came here, I was watching videos of parents smashing up children's toys. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I just... <laughs> you know, like... They asked As the, you do. You know, they, there's kids that have been, like... You, they've been asked to clean their room or help with chores, and they've been like, no, because I'm playing Xbox. So the parents just come in with a mate with a mallet and just smash up the Xbox in front of them. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I could totally relate to that pain. <laughs> but you kind of go... If that was I mean, to like happen to me, your dog does that. So yeah, <laughs> but like as a kid, you're like, oh my god, I've spent so much time on this. Yeah, and then it's gone, and you're like, oh my god. But then you're like, oh well, that doesn't mean anything anyway. Yeah, I can just do it again if I wanted to, <laughs> or just walk away. It's not yeah. like it's not permanent. It, it's got this weird value instilled in your mind. I, I guess. like the video of the kid that smashes his own phone. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so is someone's convinced him that it's that his oh, new okay. iPhone is like hammer proof, yeah. and he hits it with the hammer. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just baffled. See, I guess it's the same thing with the phone thing. Is you've just got this artificial importance on it, maybe. Mm. And then, like, once if it was to go, if you were to miss a call, you're not yeah. going to be very upset. You just be like, oh, I'll no. call them back later. That's the dumb thing. Yeah. I hate phone calls. I don't want people to phone. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but yeah. So anyway, in this prison, one of the things that they like about it is that they get their phones taken away, and they get to see them once a day because they still work a lot yeah. and they need the phones. It's like a themed retreat. Yeah, well, basically. Yeah. It is very suffocating because I am physically restrained, but on the other hand, it is very helpful in that I can look into my inner self and talk to myself. <laughs> 
가끔 저 같은 경우에 I only hope that this place offers a chance for visitors to reflect on themselves. I sometimes walk backwards so that I could see the road I've just walked. People rarely do so and only think about roads ahead. I think we need to try to look back. No. Uh, what? No, you need to look forward. Yeah. Because if you're driving, you just look forward. Yeah, Prince Philip. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. <Done. laughs> Started off like, just try and say something really, you know, inspirational and, and wise about this prison. Uh, some people don't I walk watch backwards. where they're going. I walk backwards because <laughs> then I can see where I've come from. Oh, that's good, but you shouldn't always do that. No, no, actually, you should always do that. All right, then. Oh. <laughs> we'll have fun with that. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's in South Korea. If uh, you fancy a holiday with a difference, it's uh, you can go there for like a weekend if you want. The weekend prison um, or something like that. Very small crime. <laughs> they don't normally sentence you to prison for like two days. Well, I think it's like 150 bucks is for two days. 50 quid to go to prison. $50. You know, it's probably like 100 quid. Oh, know, 110. Oh, yeah, I'll pay so. to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Because I'd genuinely be interested in doing it. I think be fair, I like... Th- th- that's, that's the weird thing. It's when you add the prison theme to it. I like the idea of a retreat. I like the idea of disappearing like into the wilderness with nothing. Like that <laughs> I don't mind an asylum. That does appeal but to I me. I don't but... like a prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's not it's not a real experience because everyone you're with is happy to be there. And that ruins it for you. Well yeah. <laughs> Have a bad time. No, but like it's not Yeah, yeah it's the threat it's... of whatever. There's there is no threat. Yeah. So it's weird to call it prison. Yeah, it's just a holiday. It's yeah. rehab, yeah. basically. I guess they do the same. It's like Americanized. <laughs> it's just odd. South Korea. They've introduced America. Is it McDonald's? Nah, it's prison. No, but like you Luxury know when you prison. when when you take something like raw and gritty and artistic, and then they make uh, Americans make a Hollywood movie out of it. It's like that, but with prison. Like painting. Cut what? Painting like raw and edgy, and then it's, it's custard, isn't it? Custard is the Americanized version of paint. <laughs> it's egg, isn't it? Custard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, egg and flour. And vanilla. Vanilla? Yeah. Vanilla doesn't seem like an English thing. Vanilla, milk, egg. I don't, I, I've it, never made it from scratch. I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I, don't, I wasn't there when this stuff was invented. But I think flour is kind of, you know, similar to dust. And I think, <laughs> guess what's for dinner tonight, kids? Well, we're throwing in some dust. Can we not just have eggs? <laughs> no, we've got to get rid of all this dust. I want eggs on my pudding. <laughs> I want eggs on dust. With a bit of milk. milk. The milk will make it less dusty. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> on to uh, a new segment. Um, oh. Kind of a rare segment, I feel, but I think it's in fitting uh, for this week. I have the the the... the Audio is not great, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, but it it's kind of there. It was kind of a one take uh, thing that I kind of talk into a little bit. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, it was six years ago, and no one really knew what to do about the, the virus, and so we stayed. Stayed around and well, we all caught it because it was contagious. But we were family, and that's how it went. Now they're dead. Story time, sponsored by tonsillitis. So, this week, <laughs> what? 
Yeah. I like the concept of the intro. I don't... It's just a... It's like a... Uh, it's like a storytelling bard. Yeah. I'm going to add, like, campfire effects in the background. All right. And he, he just casually told you then that, you know, his family all died of a contagious disease. Yeah. And then that was that's the story he told. All right. And then... You know, there's a sponsor because he died sponsored by tonsillitis, and then come into my week. So it's big. <laughs> I've got story time. All right, great. Yeah, I've got big story time. Um, now there's a lot that needs to be covered, and okay. I've never told it. So it's the first time I'm telling it. I just knew that this happened. It's all true. Um, it's just something that I've known is good. I just haven't drawn, spoken all the links to it because there's a lot to it. Do I know about it? No. It literally happened this week. Oh, right. Okay. And it kind of, it's one of those things that occurs that kind of puts, once it, like when, when something happens, a lot of things kind of fall into place. Right. So there'll be some stuff you've kind of heard. Yeah. But the majority of it you haven't. Um, so uh, at the end of last week's podcast, actually, um, I mentioned, I didn't mention on the podcast, but I mentioned to you. Uh, so I have a few health issues. I think I said I was feeling quite nauseous. Yeah. Um, and uh, I s- started to lose the feeling in my legs. Right. And, and I said, that, that, that happened. It's true. Yeah. And uh, it's usually one of those things that go like, oh, you know, I did some hot yoga. I did some spin class. Muscles are probably, you know, recovering and all that kind of stuff. And uh, that pins and needlesy kind of feeling. I've had it a few places. Just diabetes, just acting up. So just more exercise, uh, more... Uh, Went and got massage and that, trying to get the blood flowing into the stuff and more saunas, etc. Yeah. Um, so that started to come. And yeah, this weird lump that I had in my chest. <clears throat> and the weird thing, um, so I thought the legs was diabetes. Yeah. And I thought the chest was just something, I couldn't put my finger on it, right? Um, now, I have been detoxing from a lot of bad habits. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it could be that just like with all these toxins out of my body, you'd my heart just feels like it's more alive. I, I, I thought it was hope. I thought hope had started to grow within my chest. Right. Um, and because the only thing I could link it, to, I could really rem, uh, link it to is when you get high, do you feel like a little balloon? I feel, sometimes feel that there's a little balloon that comes up in your chest. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Still got it now. Yeah. And it, it could be cancer, but it could be hope. Right. Uh, the other thing that I th- well the other thing was I've been trying a new butcher's since last week okay right and this butcher's is opposite a cemetery <laughs> okay do you know what I mean it could be that this because it happened the day that I started trying this new butcher's meat and stuff like that he could be feeding me you know human flesh could be flesh that hasn't could be undead flesh right I'm I western medicine can't kill me <laughs> but the undead might they keep trying yeah so it could be that this butcher's been serving me you know pieces of the undead and i think that maybe i've just got to get got to get used to that but i'm still kind of um doing like that and i did mention last week as well that i'm trying to be less polite to people yeah i said last week because uh, like eight out of ten women that i meet want me to strangle them i just don't want to strangle them anymore yeah i just i was doing it out of politeness but i thought about it this week i'm obviously going to strangle true love I'm romantic at the end of the day. It's not like I'll never strangle. I'll, I'm not saying that I'll never strangle again. I'm just saying that I'll only strangle you if you're special. So if you see me in the street strangling a woman. Yeah. Just. Uh, it's love. Oh. It's better than a Valentine's Day. Oh, it finally happened. <laughs> yeah. 
he said they oh they love each other so very happy much. for the guy <laughs> yeah um so uh so that's all the setup for it okay um so with the leg thing um i wanted to get it sorted because i like my legs yeah um so i went to a thai massage place in stoke um because uh normal massage has never really been i don't get relaxed by massage because i think and i genuinely think this as i've said before with the best of medicine uh i think it takes more to break through me than it does to break through a normal person so if you want to feed me you need to feed me better than a normal person right. that makes sense you know like if i have beans on toast i have two be- two tins of beans that's how it works right and with massage and relaxation, exercise, for example, yeah. if I was to do a weightlifting session, it would be more intense than an average weightlifting session. Yeah. Just because that's how I've become accustomed to doing things. So with massage, I've gone to a number of different places a number of different times. And like when they try to relax me with massage, a lot of people don't have the strength to relax me. <laughs> do you know, have you ever had that? Do you, have you gone to massage places before? Never had a massage. No. It's no. good. It's good for you. And it's, it's, it is relaxing. Yeah. But... Like, um, in order to get, they have to manipulate your muscles. And I've got, I'm not the most muscular person or anything like that, but I've just had so much damage from being so fucking polite for so many years. <laughs> just like, you know, just hunching down and trying not to be six foot four around smaller people. Yeah. And uh, my shoulders are very broad. So I try and like roll them in just to make them feel a little bit more safe. So my whole, my, all, my, my exoskeleton is just crooked. So just to get to get in there, they have to fight me to get inside. So like, uh, yeah. So having like you have a few different types of massage and Thai massage, especially, which is the one that I tends to get me the best results, is um, they either have an oiled massage where you need to be incredibly grip strength. You need to have a lot of grip strength because it's slippery and you've got to get into the muscle nodes. Yeah. Or they do the whole like wwe star wrestling <laughs> where they just kind of drop kick you in the back you <laughs> yeah know, all that kind of and that works for me yeah but you need to be of a certain strength you need you need to be capable and you need, you need to be stone cold yeah you know if you want if you want to <laughs> basically if you want to uh break break through me so when i went into this massage parlor place it's not very funny yet <laughs> right but when i went into this massage parlor place i got the usual reactions of fuck me he's big and because these massage parlors, they spe- they cut, they charge you a certain amount, but that's on the assumption that they only use a certain amount of oil. Right. I'm so big, <laughs> and this is a genuine thing. Whenever I've gone to massage, they've had they've complained that they've had to use too much oil, because right. one, because of mass, because I'm, I'm six foot four, yeah. and two, because I'm so hairy, it just dries up all the oil. Oh right. So they just can't do it. Um, so uh, lots, of, and I went midweek as well, so that there was a smaller than usual. They weren't bringing out their stallions. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like the top class. It was like the no. people working part-time yeah. or whatever to kind of come in yeah. who weren't ready for me. Day shift. Yeah, yeah basically. Um, so as I was lying down uh, waiting for the massage, you can I can hear panicked chatter in the in the kitchen because they're like, where's the oil? How are we going to get so much oil? There's not enough oil in this place. <laughs> and just hearing the microwave being like put onto overtime. Like, ding! <laughs> so they got, they got that one out and got that one out. Um but she so she started the oil massage, but she wasn't strong enough. Right. So she was trying to relax. No, she can't. So she got. I'm gonna have to go and WWE this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, is basically how it is. Um, I've got some notes because I have to include so much. Um, included that. Uh, I've mentioned already that Western medicine can't break me, but Eastern medicine still a mystery. Right. There's still parts in there. Anyway, 
the masseuse gave up on oil and started doing the WWE massage. Um, she's on her, f- she's literally like stamping on my calves, right, and like kneeing me in the back <laughs> as hard as she can, yeah, to try and get a reaction. And I can't, I my my boss, I'm just incredibly stiff. I need massage. Yeah, you know? I need it because I'm one. My legs might get no blood circulation. I might lose my legs. Right, and my my back's just incredibly tight from lots of deadlifting or whatever. Mm. Um, so she's doing the whole, she's drop kicking me in the back and punching me in the neck and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> I haven't been there before. And and um, whenever you go, I've tried lots of massage places and massage parlors have a certain reputation of being a little bit dodgy sometimes. Yeah. So you kind of have to keep an eye out for it to make sure it's kind of above board. But I noticed early because when she started, she started the oil massage. She said, oh, oil massage. No underwear, please. Like, mm. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed or anything. I'm just like, okay. And, but I am polite. Yeah. So remove my underwear. So start bullet naked on the massage table with a very small towel. Yeah. I'm um, kind of cut covering up because I'm laying on my front. Um, and yeah, it, it, she's a professional. Yeah. You know, so, and I've had massages with underwear before where I've gone, if I wasn't wearing any underwear, no, you know nothing would have been seen or anything because of the moves that it's like origami yeah a lot of the time with the towel they kind of fold you in, in different positions yeah it's like okay fair enough but i did notice that i'm trying to relax she kept on nudging the towel away and i kept on being out of politeness pulling it back up and that kind of stuff yeah um and it could be legit she could just be trying to make me more relaxed or trying to massage that little bit area a little bit better um but I wanted to be polite, so I didn't want to kind of knock her away. But anyway, halfway through the massage, she's, you know, drop kicking, all that kind of, I said that too many times. Uh, she did that thing where she, they tried to snap your neck. Never had that in a Thai massage before. What, you know, that drop a disc chiropractor thing where yeah. they like grab your neck and go. Whoosh. Yeah. And I was already that's... like not that confident in her middle of the week day shift <laughs> thing. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's different to what I thought it was. Yeah. It was just kind of more of a bouncing thing. Right, like it wasn't like they don't. She well, she didn't. And I don't, I'm getting more and more confident that she didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, she's kind of like just flicked your head to the side, and it did crack once, and I was like, oh, it feels a little bit different. Yeah. You know, maybe it's one of those goods. Um. But she's knackered because she's been. Tr- she's like five foot tall, and she's trying to work on a six foot four broad man yeah where she's using all of her strength to try and relax this guy so she's come off and she's dripping with sweat she drips into the cupboard or something pulls out a lucas aid it's fucking chugging it like mental and then she Get looks at me electrolytes up yeah and then she looks she starts looking at me go, <clears throat> there's another drink looks at me goes so you want hand job yes and i'm like oh uh no thank you i'm actually here for massage and she, <laughs> And I was, I thought I was being polite at first because I thought that's the polite thing to do. No, 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 thank you. Yeah. And I genuinely didn't want a hand drop from this woman yeah. for a number of reasons. Uh, <laughs> but the first reason was out of politeness. And then I realized that when she, when I told her that she was like, oh no, I've now got to do another half an hour of this fucking intense cardiovascular <laughs> workout that I've been doing that this guy's just not responding to in any way. <laughs> so, like, the polite thing would have been to to say yes, because then she'd have a much easier shift. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. I don't, now I don't need to balance on the scalp of this bald man while I'm trying to get his trapezius out and into alignment. I can just put some oil in my hand and go at it. But, uh, but yeah, I said no, because I wasn't into... I, number one, I'm not 13 anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... 
sex is a bit more of a complex recipe for me. Not, I mean, we're all biological bags of biology and chemicals. Like yeah. if you if you go forward and backwards enough times on anybody, something will happen. <laughs> but it was like I'm not looking. For, I don't need that kind of mechanical release. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, maybe if we you know have a few dates but <laughs> <laughs> find out what kind of you know what movies do you like what tv have you seen yeah then maybe we can have some kind of real connection but i don't really need that and she's given a kind of a not very good massage so i don't yeah. think she's gonna give a very good <laughs> hand job i don't need to <laughs> do you know what i mean it's just so uh, so it's a paradox of being polite while not being polite yeah so yeah. i just didn't yeah. know you know what to do with it because i don't think i don't think she was offering it personally yeah i think it was a purely a financial thing yeah because when she did and i said no she said i, I can't do the accent i can't, can't do a thai accent uh, yeah. but she said what big fred didn't send you <laughs> no <laughs> no I, I, i'm here for massage yeah i would like massage please diabetes i want my legs surely you should put that in the book like next to your booking like sent by <laughs> bf or <laughs> yeah like, well, it's just oh good old big fred send another person in yeah for a, an hour's massage where they only want a half hour massage and a hand job <laughs> it's like man just fucking i want what i paid for <laughs> yeah so like well she, i couldn't tell if she was happy or not because she looked tired yeah but like you know we managed to laugh it off and stuff it and go through the massage the rest and she just kept on apologizing for the massage for the rest for the rest of it which you know i haven't had a massage That'll in a help while you relax yeah well i think she she's obviously just a, a just a, a tugger yeah you know she's not really a masseuse i mean she knows the moves and what she was yeah. doing but i think she was trying to i maybe it was trying to elicit arousal yeah and it was just like no no if i'm i can't feel my legs <laughs> <laughs> so no i actually need to do this please uh but yeah she'd so yeah managed to laugh off and everything and then you know, leave it off is fine but just another one of those situations where it's like it's just a real situation that occurred that was set in motion by a number of other real situations yeah that's just kind of like this is kind of surreal yeah and then just kind of walked out like okay fair enough i'll still go there again <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a Friday or Saturday where there's some strong because it's the only time massage place in Stoke yeah I might just I don't know how Big Fred did not send me <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah I don't know Big Fred I mean is that you know does that mean you do know Big Fred yeah I can't is say I've, I know him yeah I don't know how you can I don't know how you can get around it but yeah it led to a somewhat interesting week somewhat <laughs> yeah. random thing to kind of ponder yeah one thought I'd eaten the undead you know tried to fix my diabetes and was offered a hand job instead and it was just like, you just can't win <laughs> I just, just want to live um, so yeah that's the if you've been affected by any of the any of the stories told in story time well good for you story time <laughs> so yeah I might try and make some story time situations yeah. whenever a story presents itself yeah so yeah, I can't jump into anyway yeah your week been alright <laughs> uh pretty standard particularly in comparison yeah like yeah nothing special but it's good to have these random things yeah I think I suppose I've, it's it's yeah it's eye opening and I'm trying to think the is weird it, thing is is that it's it's happening to you when you're not it's it's not like yeah, was I was on not- a I was on a quest. It's, it's not like I was I was on a quest for new experiences. It yeah. was just like I, I went for a massage that I've done loads of times. Yeah, 
and still this shit keeps happening. But this, because this happens, these weird things happen to me quite a lot. Yeah. And I used to think it was me, as in <laughs> I just do more things, so numbers game, more yeah. weird things will happen. But I don't I wonder if it's more the case that these things happen all the time. It's just people don't want to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. Like I'm, I imagine the average person, if they went to a massage and they were offered sexual stuff, they might take it and might be ashamed of it. Yeah. And if I did accept it, I would openly say, but I just wasn't in the, wasn't looking for it. I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was just kind of like a, oh no, um, can you please find, can you please iron out my legs? Yeah. That's way more important to me than a, than, than, than a quick ejaculation. <laughs> Sleepy, yeah. please do this. I'd be much more happy. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, I think some people would say it would, would do it and, 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 and hide from it. So maybe that, maybe that's what happens. And then I think other things are like, uh, they get bored. They get boring ideas, like with this whole like weird lump in my chest. I'm fully aware that it could be something bad. You haven't it checked? No, but it feels better. Uh. I don't know whether it genuinely might. Uh, the best thing I can think of is yeah, I've just my my chest just feels lighter. Yeah, and it's just like oh, this might just be feeling better. So if it does, I'll keep an eye on it. But I think other people would either like dramatize it into being something insanely. T- terrifying and they yeah. uh, they'd only talk about it and it would become like a depressing thing to talk about or they just wouldn't want to tell anyone because they don't want to jinx it or something like that I'd probably still get it checked yeah 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 definitely keep an eye on it yeah but it's 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 somewhat familiar yeah so it's not it's not unfair it's not like there's weird things but like I have to keep an eye on a few things like I said I'm losing sensation in parts of my body yeah 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 so yeah definitely do check up and all that kind of stuff but yeah I think uh, I used to think it was me encountering random stuff but i think people I, like there's a tinder thing at the moment where it's, i've matched with somebody from my gym they know that i go to the gym and they want me to come into classes with them yeah and i'm just like no no i like my gym yeah i'll meet up with you outside of the gym but at the moment i can go to the gym see you you not recognize me me you not recognize you and we can still have a lovely time at the gym yeah whereas if i start going to spin with you <laughs> And then things don't work out, which I'm pretty sure they won't. Yeah. Just from the little I know of her and the and the, and the lot that I know about me. It's like, yeah. no, no, this is not going to work. This is just a match that's happened. So yeah. we'll just move on with it. But uh, yeah, just, you know, it's just rap. I put myself not into bad situations, but just situations that aren't 100% safe. <laughs> <laughs> and just have the, yeah, just decide that I'm going to deal with it. And I think most people don't either get into them and feel frightened frightened by it and run away like yeah. the one-eyed dwarf thing i think when they open the door to a crazy one-eyed dwarf they'd be like i'm not having sex with that and they run away <laughs> i'm equal opportunities i'm just you know, i'm just i just got the confidence to if i get stabbed i'll be fine yeah just go through I, you, you know, there's a lot more of me to stab <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm out of reach of most of them so. yeah yeah so yeah yeah i'm trying to think maybe it's more happens out in the world could be me but i'm not that don't think that's the case yeah i think you just you, you don't you, you don't can close off scenarios yeah like it's it's with most people like if something weird starts to happen mm. like even the slightest they're like nah, no and then they and they walk away from it before it develops yeah. into something worth talking about yeah yeah well like the massage thing i think people some people might see the massage get so go, oh my god that's what this kind of place is i'm leaving and that's probably an opp- a th- situation that most people might experience and yeah. never popped into my head because it's like well no I don't care 
Yeah. And I still need a massage. Well, I've got this is the only massage place around. So I yeah. a massage. Yeah. I'll go back. If I do go back, she's told me the bigger, stronger women are on Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> I'll use so that information and yeah. yeah. It's all fine. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, if I notice anything a bit more weird, I'm going to try and uh, keep an eye on it and see if I can develop it into something. Yeah. Because I think that's definitely a story there. Like I say, first time I told it, but it feels like there's enough ridiculousness in there. Yeah. And it's all kind of tied in yeah. to kind of make it about uh, some kind of stream of consciousness. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not unbelievable. It's just yeah. not something that happens to everybody. Yeah. Because that is the big thing that I've had is a lot of my stuff seems somewhat unbelievable <laughs> and i think this is somewhat this is a little bit more believable and a little bit more personal mm. so I'm like, oh, it might be a bit more might be a bit more there so yeah. it might be a bit more and less laddish than you know random tinder things yeah so yeah I think it kind of works anyway uh, on to the news of the week yeah. a man has injected 18 doses of semen into his arm in order to deal with his back pain didn't work I, uh he wanked into a syringe yeah then injected that into his arm. Right. Because his back hurt. <laughs> uh, sperm swims. Yeah. Go and down the blood vessel. It is life. Clear him out. Yeah. A sperm evolves into a back. Yeah. He's, so. It's DIY nanosurgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, after reportedly injecting semen into his arm every month for 18 months, the man finally sought medical tech t- uh, attention. Not, But not for his arm. For his severe sudden onset lower back pain, having lifted a heavy steel object three days before. So hang on, this wasn't. Oh, so he's just, cure- does he's it just anyway. doing it. Yeah, he's just doing it. He's not doing it to help anything. He's well, just doing it. Why well, it's not one that's back hurt. Back in you go. And like lit- putting a fish back into the tank. And literally, like, kind of what you expect would happen. The arm where he was injecting it was just incredibly swollen. Oh, because like you can't just put things in your body. So there's just a load of stale cum in his arm. Basically, yeah, and oh. I, and, I, and I mean like extremely swollen, oh. like a hand size swollen coming out of his arm. Um, the doctor found a patch of red swelling on his right forearm. After which the man admitted, "Well, I've been injecting it. <laughs> well, I have been injecting semen in there with a hypodermic needle oh. uh, that I bought on the internet. Makes it better." <laughs> Wait, uh, bought the semen or the needle? <laughs> needle, the needle on the internet, yeah, which is a, a, you know not, not the worst, but yeah. the funniest. Doctors don't recommend you buy semen on the internet. <laughs> well, you got plenty at home. <laughs> you know, uh, this is the first recorded case of semen injection for use as a medical treatment. The doctors at Adelaide, Adelaide and Meath Hospital in Ireland wrote in the case study titled "Semenly." <laughs> Seemingly fine. Oh, wait, sorry. Seemingly harmless back pain. <laughs> <laughs> An unusual presentation of a subcutaneous abscess. Uh, the swollen region grew and hardened around the area oh. on his arm where he'd injected his semen. And an x-ray revealed an area of trapped air beneath the man's skin. Because you, you, yeah. you need to be an expert to yeah. inject yourself with stuff. And people can self-administer stuff. Yeah, I'm, going to, I'm doing a trial thing where I'm going to have to start doing that at the moment. Don't Only- know when. Only have a doctor inject semen <laughs> yeah. into you, but you know there's a process you have to do. You can't just stab yourself like a epidermic ep- epide- epidermic needle. No, hypodermic. Hyper. No, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of epinephrine. Epinephrine. Oh, okay. Like allergy injection. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, but you can just stab your leg. Yeah. You, you probably shouldn't, but no. You know, it kind of, <laughs> kind of might help. Um, doctors immediately hospitalised the patient, treated him 
uh, for his back, which improved immediately, and he left. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the doctors did perform a search of medical literature and everywhere and couldn't find a single case of, of someone injecting semen. Into yeah. Maybe it's... Uh, it is weird. Like, if you, if you give no explanation for it, it's, it's just... Yeah. Not a fetish, but like... Well, it's, it's not that much different to Botox, I guess, when you think about it. Yeah. Because that's just injecting something. I can't remember it's what they inject. collagen, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Where it no, no, no. Because it's... Yeah, no, it's not collagen. That's like a filler. It's something... Yeah, it's something collagen that Collagen for the lips the or something. Yeah. yeah. So you're injecting weird stuff into areas because you think it'll improve your life. I guess it's not the w- craziest thing. Yeah. Have you I seen mean, those- there's an article here about some TV presenter. I'll see if I can find it a bit lower down because it was incredibly short. Yeah, Beverly Turner. I washed my hair in my own urine and it was better than shampoo. Good for you, okay. Bev. <laughs> yeah. oh, Jesus, fuck. You know, random shit people enjoy doing. Yeah. So it might help. And if you enjoy it, great. But yeah, just don't take it to the injection stage. Yeah, no. Because you can just really fuck yourself no. up. No. God, no. Um, in other but similar news... A woman lived with a pill packet in her throat for 17 days without realising. Uh, uh, <laughs> so literally like, like packet, a foil a paracetamol. packet. Yeah, the pa- foil pa- plastic. Pa- paracetamol packet. Yeah. Instead of popping one open and taking it, just, she just shoved it down her throat. Didn't realise. It was tramadol, actually, which is like a stronger painkiller, I think. A whole packet of them? Uh, I think like a small pill packet, like <laughs> two segments or something, is what I saw from the image. People are fucking stupid. Well, she was like at night. Oh. <laughs> so she might not have realised. Like she might have been quite dazed and dozy. Right. And like, oh, take that. And Did she not realise when it was hard to swallow? Well, and the square. I think she went to like the hospital to be like, what's going on? And uh, they x-rayed her. X-rays go through pill packets. Like, oh. There's nothing in your throat. You're fine. Oh. And then uh, like come an back in a couple... Yeah, look, look, they, they sent her away. She came back three days later. Like, it's still, still a problem. I think they did like a blood test and said, no, you're fine. Sent her away again. Yeah. And after 17 days, they eventually, yeah, put an endoscopy thing yeah. down her throat. And we're like, oh, it's a packet of pills. <laughs> fucking hell. Packet of pills and a fucking sausage roll wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg. What's this woman doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just fucking, what an animal, first of all. I mean, just, I'm. I'm not. I, I don't undo my packets of pills. Yeah. You know. I just fucking. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with something. I can't remember what it is. There's something that a bananas maybe. Let's bite into you a banana. Don't eat this. You eat the skin. I bite through it sometimes. Oh, this makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, imagine like, imagine offering a quality street to somebody and they don't harass just it. Eat- <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's like, whoa, Jesus. I've Christ. got it by accident. I think I've eaten like I've taken like the the red wrapper off a Kit Kat and bitten through it and be like oh shit I didn't take the foil off <laughs> I've done that before but I promptly yeah. spit it out and pick it all out and then unwrap it and then eat it yeah but this might don't was, tell was that at night N- well I'm not usually not eating be. Kit Kats at like <laughs> at night why not because I'm in bed oh you, you don't no, wake up no crumbs in the bed you don't wake up to have a Kit Kat you don't. No. You don't have a break every now and then, do you? <laughs> Always on. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have a break from all this sleep. That you... We were talking about sleep earlier? I can't remember. At night? Yeah. No, your phone. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you don't yeah. wake up for a Kit Kat? No. 
prick? No, I uh, I used I I worked with a guy who wake up for a cream egg. He's <laughs> no, he was a he was a really heavy smoker at one point um, before he switched to e-cigarettes, and um, he he was one of these guys that had to he he woke up at night to have a fag, like he couldn't go like yeah. four hours without one, That's like let alone eight. He'd like he'd, he'd sleep half the night, get up, have a fag, and go back to sleep. It's like, dude. Like that's that's purely fucking... for the addiction, just like the habit of it. Well, that's the thing. Like yeah. I, th- I think it must it must be habit because like um, when my smoking was maybe at its worst, like when uh, at worst at heavy periods, I might have been on twenty a day, mm. maybe a bit more, but really it never got more than that. Special occasions, I'd say it got more. Well, I, yeah, yeah, but like the the, yeah. the standard kind of habit. Yeah, like not like going out and getting pissed where you're having one every five minutes because you mm. forgot you had the last one and shit like that like um d- yeah no st- the the standard thing like you would wake up and be like ah now i can have a cigarette but like you wouldn't yeah i, I, I would reckon- never wake up like almost like you're gasping for air like wake up yeah. you I've, I've woken up thirsty i never mm. woken up needing a fag yeah like that's I reckon habitual. That's, yeah, I reckon it's just like you're up and you're about to go back to sleep and you're like, ah, I'll have a quick, yeah. I'll have a cigarette or something like that. Because um, I've seen like alcoholics that have to drink as soon as they wake up, but I've only seen it after like you know they've finished sleeping for that day. Yeah, never saw it as uh, as little bits and bobs. Uh, but it's not all doom and gloom. Oh, good. As there is good news in the world. Um, you know, basketball is going to change. Is it? Yeah. Game changer. No basket anymore. Just ball. <laughs> Nike have unveiled self-lacing shoes. Like Back to the Future? Yep. Uh, that you can tie up with your phone. <laughs> Why? And apparently, this is going to change basketball forever. Why? Because everyone's because... going to be like... All the audience are going to be untying everybody's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because apparently... <laughs> like you. So I'm... Right, I've got to make the assumption... That it doesn't tie different knots. No, it just, it just tightens, tightens them in some way. Yeah. So they're saying that you want different tightness when you're on the court playing yeah. to when you're sat on the bench relaxing. You want a different tightness in your shoe. Yeah. Um, that's it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, there is a button on the shoe that can. Oh, good. You know, so, like a it. manual override. <laughs> <laughs> like, like laces. Yeah. <laughs> There is a button on the shoe that can do it, but you do need to charge your shoes. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you're going to go, well, you know, does that mean that other people can untie people's shoes by pressing the button? Yeah, but I guess they could do that with laces as well. <laughs> Just like step on a lace. You still have to get near someone's shoe, don't you? Still difficult. <laughs> Chaos today is anonymous hacked into the LA Lakers yeah. shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the sports wear brand Nike is calling them power laces, which tighten or loosen at the press of a button. I don't want to charge my shoes. <laughs> uh, they charge on a shoe board. So you don't have to like plug them in. Oh, like contactless. Like, yeah, contactless like, shoe charges. Put, like those things you can put your phone on. Yeah, which I guess that once they do that, they'll probably start doing that in a stadium. So the whole stadium is like a <laughs> USB charger. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know why it's designed for basketball. I don't know why. I mean, all sports have shoes. I mean, basketball's got special shoes, I guess. Yeah. And have got the most shoe brands, I guess. Basketball players. Yeah. Jordans, yeah, that's where all the, all the, all the big deals are, is with, is with shoes. 
Um, the they'll also be able to customize light settings. Have a rave in your shoe, <laughs> and download updates. Ooh, lovely updates. Update your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> My right is now a left. Whoa. <laughs> there was a problem with the last firmware update. And now I've only got three toes. Now shoes are clogged. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Nike. Uh, yeah, there'll be a recharging mat that will come with each pair. The brand said it's going to expand the technology used in the shoes to other shoes. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> on Monday, Nike teased news of the trader's release on Instagram showing a number of high-profile basketball players trying to tie their shoes. <laughs> the video was accompanied by the message, the game will never be the same. <laughs> Everybody forgot how to tie their shoes. <laughs> yeah, looking for a button, downloading an app, <laughs> trying to get service to tie their <laughs> shoes, to get out of their shoes. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it does seem. Well, it's one of those things, isn't it? What if like, the battery dies while you're wearing them? Yeah. Well, you go. Like, yeah. How can you get out of them if it goes wrong? And you go like, well, you just, you know, is, is it? Do you really need it? It's one of those things that I kind of go. It's tech. Like it's going to be good. You once it becomes normal. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. Because all all you're doing is introducing more technology into shoes, and you'll wear shoes more, and you'll have more. Like, oh, your Bluetooth. You, you, you connect to the internet through your shoes. Yeah. Yay! You know all that kind of stuff. Get trackers <laughs> in your shoes. You, know, you can text your so shoes. Weird. I felt, yeah. Well, that's just it. Like everything's becoming like that. I still find it weird that you get fridges with the internet on them. Like, oh, like got like screens on them, and then people are like, "Oh, you can check Facebook." I thought that was only in the sixth day. At your fridge. I didn't realise that was a real thing. I thought no. that was only in Arnie films. No, it's re- that's that's a real thing. You can go to Curry's and you'll be like, oh, this uh, this fridge has got Firefox. Like, oh, great. <laughs> Maybe I can use that to download Chrome. Yeah. 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 No, it, makes, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. It just feels strange because change is different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you... <laughs> You'll get to a you, you will get to a point where you'll be talking to your fridge, and asking it to add to order some milk, and it won't respond to you, and you'll find it very offensive. Yeah, because it hasn't got the chip for social media or whatever. Yeah, and it doesn't quite integrate. Well, I always found those Amazon buttons a bit weird. Have you like you can the you buttons. can you can buy a button that you link to a particular product oh, yeah. on Amazon, and you press it once and it orders the product so people use it for their groceries but you can only apply one product to it not multiple so like you have a specific button that you press and it orders milk or something that seems shit exactly but people in the states they're quite popular I know Domino's did one once where you can put your favorite favorite pizza into it and it's like that's don't do that but you can just say that's like a pathway to obesity. You can just tell your household computer, whether it be Amazon's one or whatever, and be like, "Order my favorite pizza," and it will. Yeah. Why do you need a button? Yeah. Less effort to tell them to do it rather than have a button. <laughs> I mean, I've been tempted to try out the um, like the the lights because that just feels nice. Because that feels like once that's installed, because I've got quite an automated home anyway. These are the ones that switch on as you walk in and out, or they change uh, you can color. command with your voice. Right, yeah. So yeah, I don't mind stuff you're in like bed. that. You're in bed. Uh, can you just turn off the lights? Yeah. Okay, I've turned off the lights. I've, I've, and then you go, turn off all the lights in the house, because all the lights should be off. Yeah. Okay. And then can you check that the doors are locked? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do, well, that, that, that makes sense. Thing. Like, yeah. that's... 
that that has that seems to have practical application to me. But I've seen that the ordering your favorite items has practical application. But I don't order them; I just add them to a list. But it, that's so just as it. I'm going to sleep. The, thi- I'll be like, the thing about it that I list? didn't get was that it seemed wasteful to buy a button that orders one. Yeah, thing. definitely. It's like that's there's there's no there's just no point in that. Yeah, and I've never seen that, so I don't know whether it was like an old thing. Um, I don't know. It's it's, it's a few years old now. But I mean, like you do old, get. Old. I mean, I saw, I think I looked at the lights over Christmas, and it did come with a button of some kind to control those lights. Right. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because then, yeah, you can just, at least you can always press it and, and it works. I guess. Uh, but yeah. Um, I can't remember what. Let me just get my computer back away. Oh yeah, the shoes. The shoes. Yeah. yeah. It seems a bit nonsensical. Well, I mean. Like you're saying with fridges and freezers and that, like having internet. Yeah. Um, the problem is, I guess, like I said, if he doesn't have it, and the bad things can happen. Yeah. So in other news, <laughs> uh, three children have died after being trapped in a freezer. <laughs> didn't have a button. Yeah. Didn't, didn't have the internet. They couldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they tried to talk to it, but the fri- the freezer did not have a Facebook account. Yeah. <laughs> so just died. Uh, I just found this interesting. Oh, is it, have you got? It's kind of a scum, but it's not a scum. Yeah, just keep it. I do have. Yeah, nah, sorry. Uh, uh, so yeah, three young children in Florida died after authorities said they accidentally got in a fridge. Uh, preliminary investigation revealed that the children, aged one, four, and six, were playing outside their house on a Sunday evening. Um, and the the basic situation is parents, the mum's watching from the porch front garden big front garden and there's an abandoned unplugged abandoned freezer in the middle of it don't right. know why yeah they just is just like people have cars on their lawns that they don't use anymore yeah uh she went in for a shit uh <laughs> kids just running around hey hey let's go get in this freezer they got in the freezer um when the it was a chest freezer so when the lid closed uh like the latch went on it oh and uh, it took them i think 40 minutes to find the children she came out and was like where's the kids they're not in the freezer. Let's look at like she didn't assume they were in the freezer. Yeah. She went and looked around the house, got like I so think I, her mum up to. I always ask wondered her about that because we always we my mum and dad have always had chest freezers, mm. but none of them ever had like latches or anything on them. It's just a the, yeah. You don't you didn't need. And them. I can understand why you would want a latch. Yeah. But tell your kids. Yeah. You know I mean, and, uh, interestingly enough, so it's obviously it's a tragic thing. They're don't like, get in the freezer. Yeah, they got into the freezer. It was unplugged. But they suffocated because the way that freezers work is to not let air out, essentially. Um, so it was an yeah. airtight box and it yeah. was latch closed so they couldn't oh. open it. Um, so they suffocated, suffocated to death rather quickly. So it's a tragic story. But it turns out that there's actually a law about this, which is what I found interesting. There's a, okay. there's a specific law that if you have an abandoned fridge or freezer, you're more than welcome to have it, but you have to have the door removed. Oh, right. So that children don't get in it and suffocate. <laughs> which means this has happened. It's happened a lot. Yeah, enough. Enough to regulate to a, it. Yeah, enough for there to be a thing about it. And you go, I kind of get it. I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to like play hide, playing hide and seek. I used to hide in creative places. Yeah. Um, so it was like, oh, yeah, jump in here, jump in there. And I imagine that I probably would jump in a freezer if it wasn't on. And it was like, you know, it was just a box. I wouldn't, as a one-year-old or even a six-year-old, I wouldn't think, hang on, it's airtight, will suffocate. No, no. But if you've got... It, you, the, only thing, the only thing you can take from it is that the parents should have educated their children not to get into the freezer that they don't use, that they keep in their front garden. Yeah. Or just gotten rid of it, or, you know, not used it, or remove the door, 
remove the latch, you know, anything like that. So yeah, just a bit, uh, that's how it is. <laughs> In other good news, uh, China, we spoke about before. Yeah. They landed on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. Uh, they also released photographs of the first ever plants grown on the moon. Big success. Next day, they all died. <laughs> Great success. Because they took photos of them? Just because it's cold on the dark side ah, of the moon. Ah, light. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want the social pressure. I get too many notifications on my phone as it is. <laughs> but yeah, 24 hours after releasing photographs of the first ever plants grown on the moon, uh, they're dead. Uh, so that's kind of good, kind of bad. That's They succeeded in growing something on the moon. Admittedly, it wasn't in the moon. As yeah, in, they like, didn't like, it was like in go a, with a little in a microwave and... meal. Yeah, it was like in a little aluminium thing. But it was it open and... to the elements? No, but like they, I think they were testing the gravity. Right. So they, uh, so it was just like a pre pre potted plant that yeah. was trying to grow using the sun, and obviously the climate that you get from within a th- something on the moon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just gets too cold, which makes sense. If it gets below zero degrees and you need water, it's not going to work. No. Just doesn't work that no, way. So no. you're just going to get fucked. Um, so yeah, it's kind of good, but kind of bad. <laughs> well done, China. Because we were kind of figuring, why are they doing this? Yeah. We can grow plants. No, you can't. Oh, we'll come back. <laughs> yeah, we'll get this ready. Yeah. Because I think they're trying to figure out, like, as we get longer and longer distance traveling, like, yeah, where you do need... you get your food? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, that's what they're trying to do. Well, I think Elon Musk's doing, like, a bio thing. I mean, he's doing everything. Well, he's driving to Mars. Yeah. Well, his so car is. We can... <laughs> <laughs> keeps on. Oh, there's more Easter eggs in this car. Shut up. What? No, he keeps on saying there's a little surprise in there. Like I think it's playing David Bowie. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Don't stop trying to make this more impressive to small minorities of people. Yeah, yeah. He does do odd things. Well, but, yeah. another article that I'm still trying to understand that I was going to try and do a segment on, but I ran out of time. Mm. Is um. This claim from the Independent that people who are morally virtuous are less likely to be funny. Which is a weird thing. Because it's saying that morality has something to do... We can get deep here. Morality gets something to do with comedy. Which I don't understand. On any um, level. Because we are saying, again, last d- week... Uh, defi- define virtuous. I can't, well, I can't I was remember trying exactly... To, I was trying to figure out what high moral values is. Which I guess is morally virtuous. And the, the first clear thing I could find that could describe it is loosely we base them loosely on the Ten Commandments just because we happen to be Christian well it's Western yeah so basically general, good and bad values, yeah. and what you would always do the good thing and apparently if you do the good thing then you you're not funny <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of also means if you're not a murderer if you are a murderer you might be a bit of a laugh <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of strange to me um, based on suspicions about their moral superiors, a group of scientists from the National University of Singapore Business School, business school, invest- investigated the link between joke appreciation, joke making, and people's sense of their own morality. Mm. Seems like a bullshit study to me. Mm. Yeah, like one you can't joking is kind of subjective. It, your sense of your own morality, don't trust their own morality. Like, actually, how can you? define somebody as funny and how can you define somebody as morally outstanding yeah like where do you what's what's, yeah what's the line on these things but it just seems weird that they're trying to do it um yeah the results suggest that people with high moral standards were less likely to make jokes or laugh at other people's jokes 
subsequently making them less likable. That makes sense. If you're not laughing at jokes and you're not making jokes and you're not yeah, if you're not if you're a- actively not laughing at other people's jokes, I guess people would less like you. Less. If you yeah, if you're if you're making an effort not yeah. to find it funny because you feel that you should find it offensive. Yeah, they say that highly moral people could be seen as sanctimonious, prudish or unrelatable. Unrelatable. <laughs> I'm not moral. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid i mean what do you what do you think the only thing that i can think about something moral is when it comes to doing the right thing versus doing to what's good for you there's a big difference between what you would actually do and finding humor in something that someone else did wrong well they they kind of pad it out a little bit by saying joke jokes that don't offend anybody highly moral people might find funny right but they'll never find offensive humor funny no which in which is, it just seems bollocks. But all, uh, it seems like they're, they're trying to say. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, just think of a highly moral person. Mm. I don't know of any. No. You know, I've thought, I. But I'd how, see again, myself how as do you define grounded. that? Yeah, it's just it's a it's a, it's a noble person. I, I yeah. guess noble nobility. I would, in the sense of doing what's right for whatever. Yeah. I see, that is the closest I can think of as something that's moral. So. Doing the right thing, like um, a stupid example. If you're if you're on a date with somebody and they're drunk and they want to have sex with you, yeah, you would say no because yeah. you're if they're too drunk, if they and you're if they not, have, yeah, or yeah. or whatever, or you feel like they're only doing it because they're drunk, yeah, you would say no, yeah, stupid yeah. example, but a vaguely relatable example. Where you'd be like, no, I don't think, I think you're only doing this because you're drunk, so no. Yeah. Even though you may want to, you still choose the higher road. That feels like the moral decision of the day. Yeah. The noble thing, the gentlemanly thing to do. But you can still laugh at a fucking joke. Yeah. John, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It's okay. It's people try to separate people so much. I it's, don't know. Yeah. No, that's weird, man. I'd, I'd yeah. Was well, trying to separate. I mean, I don't know. I was thinking about the other. I think we've mentioned it before where I don't feel like I'm part of the white community. Mm. But I feel like I'm part of the metal community, and I think there's a link there and, yeah. and some stuff. But people trying to label people as no, you're white. Yeah. Actually, no, you're old, and I'm young, and I'm this, and I'm that, and it's like just yeah. I got no, that. No, this nobody week. cares. It's, like, I, the, I it's always that bullshit. It's like you know the problem with white cisgender males like you. It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. But that's the I'm, thing. I'm again, not having this conversation it's, again. Well, just this that statement. I, like they're trying to, they've segregated you into three different groups and then put that into its own group. Yeah. And then saying you're part of them, and that's how it is. You're like, well, hang on, what? What's going on? Yeah. Was... Why are you? Why? Yeah. <laughs> the problem with me, like, if you took out all of the <laughs> the, uh, the descriptors. Yeah. But even then, how do you know the problem that I have? Hmm. Just how about we chat about it? What was wrong with that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just conversation about it. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's people determined to strip you of kind of individualism and see you as. Um, see, it's it, the weird thing is it's more racist than actually being racist mm. because mm. it's it's looking at you, uh, looking at your, at your physical attributes and deciding things about you because of them. Yeah. It's think, it's fucking weird. I think they just they're so desperate for an original thought. They want to say something like um, uh, 
uh, you're in the pub and someone comes out with a zinger. Like someone, do they want a drink? Fucking yeah, I do. <laughs> that guy's a legend. Yeah. You know, they want that moment. That's all they want is that moment yeah. for people to go, oh, yeah. That's yeah. all they want. So it doesn't matter what they say. They just want to have an original thought that's like, nobody's ever said this before, but I've pointed it out. Like I was saying before, we had that article about asthmatics need, uh, like trying to victim, live, be, make asthmatics victimhood. Oh, yeah, to like, stop people smoking in the street. Yeah, it? and he was yeah. like, I'm the vic- no one understands the pain of an asthmatic. It's like, Ugh. no, 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 no. Like, loads of people do. Like, people have been short for breath. People have been drowned. Yeah. You know, but, it, and I understand that it's a bad thing to happen and it's a bad thing to live with, but you you kind of have, I, because I can relate to it, you just have to accept that that's what your life is. Yeah. And you have to move forward. Yeah, your life is a little bit more difficult in that area, but somebody else's life is a little bit more difficult in another area. Yeah. For reasons that they might not have told you. <laughs> you know, everyone's life is difficult. Stop trying to get preferential treatment, which yeah. is what essentially what it is. They just want preferential treatment. Yeah. And it's like, well, one, you're weaker if you, well, in a lot of cases, you are weaker for taking preferential treatment if you don't truly need it. You know, if you are able to struggle through and, and succeed from it, brilliant. If you aren't, then you should get help. But just trying to get it because you think you want to have it a bit easier. Yeah. It's just nonsense. Yeah. It's just absolute nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, again, I've I've forgotten how we got here. Uh, highly moral people, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. not finding funny. It's like, why? what are you trying to say? Yeah. Trying to take down people have been trying to attack comedy for the quite a while. The reason I don't find that funny is because I'm better than you. Yeah. So I don't care. Yeah. Do you know I mean? <laughs> Maybe you are better than me. Maybe you're not. But yeah. either way, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference to me. Uh, studies have been done. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, other news. Uh, I think this is the last one from me. Um, you could argue that it's somewhat similar because it kind of exerted a few different emotions. Uh, a mother of one who ran her boyfriend over after finding he was a convicted rapist with a long-term partner and family has been spared from jail. Uh, so that's a big statement. We have, I, my first reaction was like, hang on. Have they made it okay because he had previously committed and been convicted of a crime? Um, Is it a justified? Is he, are you okay to run over a convicted rapist? Okay. Um... Strip mother of one, because that doesn't seem relevant. Yep. At all. Yeah, so just woman. someone, a woman ran over her boyfriend. Yeah. After finding out he was a convicted rapist. Again, not, uh, well, it's a weird, it's a weird one, because people will not like convicted rapists, which means he served his time. I'm not yeah. defending the guy. No, no, no. But if you believe in rehabilitation, you yeah. have to go like, he's he did his thing, he's been convicted, he served his time, and now he's trying to do something else. Yeah. So you go like, maybe that's the thing for some people, it's like, it's okay to run him over. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's got a long-term partner and a family, that's a good thing, but she's he's cheating on them with the girl. Right. So jealousy. Yeah. Uh, is kind of the thing. Um, I'll go through it. Linda Shaw believed Barrington Sinclair, what a name, what a name for a rapist, Mm. uh, was the perfect gentleman after the pair met online. But over the course of their nine-month romance, she firstly discovered he had a rape conviction and that he was living with his long-term partner and their two children just five miles from her own home in Greater Manchester. The 31-year-old ran him down while he cycled to work as as a market hall night porter. As Mr. Sinclair, 32, lay in the road, she screamed at him, look at what you've made me do. Weird, crazy. 
So she's angry rage taking it out on him. This is, yes, this is all over the place. Yeah. She admitted grievous bodily harm was given a suspended sentence. Uh, the judge said you were treated very badly by this man. I was going to send you immediately to prison. Just by a whisker, I'm able to suspend this sentence because of the wholly exceptional circumstances. The facts of this case are wholly exceptional and there is wholly exceptional mitigation. I hope you can put these tragic circumstances behind you. So a bit confusing. Seems a little one-sided. Seems a little unfair. Uh, he suffered a tra- fractured leg, now walks with a limp, and has since lost his job. So he's suffered quite badly at this. Yeah. And the only thing he's really done wrong is uh, adultery, I guess. Or, or, or cheating, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but to put it into a bit more context, uh, Rachel Shenton, in mitigation, told the court that the woman went to the house because she felt she was going mad and believed he was in a relationship with somebody else and had to see it with her own eyes. Mm. So she thought, maybe I'm just being crazy about this. He was cycling around her vehicle and was goading her while she was in a state of distress. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a convicted rapist. I'm a convicted rapist. My family's over there. (laughs) (laughs) Cycling around her car, goading her. Just ringing his bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't know I was a convicted rapist. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know I had a family. Oh, of course I've got a family. <laughs> cycling around her. Um, in many ways, it was the perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, bitch. Uh, she also added that the car hit the bike at no more than five miles an hour. So, like, right. he was just cycling around to be a dickhead. <laughs> and she just, like, jutted forward or All something right. like that, I imagine. Um, yeah. Like, all's fair yeah <laughs> that's completely it's gonna say, yeah i was like i was it was a weird situation because yeah. i was just like i every fiber of my being doesn't want to defend someone who's raped someone yeah. for anything yeah for, for some reason like that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. regardless of justice system all the way you like, this feels like it's been stacked against him it feels like he's yeah. been a bit mistreated he seems to have suffered too much he was being a prick yeah, fine. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. No, fine. now, like, yeah, yeah, no, go for it. Cycling around a car. <laughs> I was a convicted rapist. I'm a convicted rapist. <laughs> Goading her. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's one of those things that kind of sucker punched me at the end. Of that. That's pretty funny. If you right, hypothetical. Mm. If you uh, have raped somebody mm. and you've done your time and you truly believe that you are a very different person than you were then do you have a moral duty to tell new partners that by the way this happened in my past no no uh unless it was something specific <laughs> i'm speaking you know i said that with very no no, no. And, it, and it's legally <laughs> binding yeah <laughs> No, I think um, I think well, it's weird, isn't it? Because if you, if if it was involving children, then yeah, you'd go like yes, definitely, yeah. But that's only because I trust them less yeah. than a rapist. Then like uh, because they're treating they're, they if you're giving them access to children, children have less control of of themselves and their surroundings. Mm. So it's kind of different. But I immediately went, well, what if somebody went to prison for murder and came back as a devout Christian, you know, re- a born again Christian, yeah. You know, would they be obliged to tell people that they murdered people in their past? I don't think so. Um, that's the thing, though. It's like, but but everybody has a right to feel about you the way that they want to feel about you, and um, like, do do you even if it's a personal? Well, 
sort well, of a personal thing like that. Do you have a right to withhold information from someone that would completely change their relationship with you? Yeah, I think so. I think it's risky, and I th- I don't think it would be legally binding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So say so say you've murdered. Say you've been convicted for murder. Uh, that's only one murder that they caught you with. Does that mean that if you killed three people, you're obliged to tell people that you've actually killed three? Yeah. You know, it's a weird one. I think people. I think you should tell tell people honestly about your past, but I don't think you should be obliged. I think that's the difference for me. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, if you've been to prison, then I think you can you can tell people, but I don't think if you haven't told them, then you should be punished. In that's some the way. thing. It's like it, it, if you if it was like theft or something. Mm. I probably I, I I'd be inclined to be like nah doesn't doesn't matter that's it's up to you, um but again because that doesn't really change your relationship with anybody, like oh, I stole some shit in the past I got convicted for it, did my time came out, but like so, there's to- there is the, but there is a stigma there's def there's a definite stigma maybe rightfully so on on sexual assault well, and things like that I've I spoke to a few friends of mine and they've said that they've actually had a, a surprising amount of stigma about drugs yeah like even about something like marijuana where they would say that they do marijuana mm. and people would be like oh well i'm not talking to you then yeah and you go like well so i think different people will have different interpretations of what's i mean obviously that like, rape is kind of like a big obviously yeah people yeah, yeah. Are against yeah. it but like yeah it becomes it becomes that where you where do you draw that line yeah i what well, uh, well you'd okay, be on a so, register still the, like the information yeah. would be so say if you were to get married yeah. i think that before someone is married, there are certain things that they'd have to know. Yeah. Because it's a legally binding contract. Yeah. Like, if you didn't know that... uh, I mean, take something like financial bankruptcy. Mm. If they were financially bankrupt. If they had millions of pounds worth of debt, I think you have to... There should be something to say, like, you have to tell people your finances when you're getting married because all of your finances are then shared. Yeah. So I think that yeah, if it's going to be for something like finances, then yeah, it should be about past convictions, like a credit check. Yeah. Like a car insurance. Yeah. But like yeah, these are the in the last five years. Mm. Yeah. Give it a statute limitations, whatever. Yeah. So these are the things that I've had that's happened to me in the past twenty years or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it feels weird to be obliged. But marriage makes it so i think but yeah dating yeah. somebody i don't think so but i also i i also think there's 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 a there's a boundary with something like rape which is that and i don't know because i've i've, I've got no experience in any kind of field of rape you should I, try it i'll keep that in mind um but um i i think a lot of people would happily believe that you cannot change that kind of person that rehabilitation yeah. isn't a thing and so it is something that you should know about because it's something that you should always be wary of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can get it with the paedophile thing, but I think my rationalisation for that is children are defenceless. So yeah. you need to know not to let them around children. Whereas if it's a sexual abuser, then there's kind of a, well, it's assumed with adults mm. and that it's a different environment than that of children. But I mean, those people should still be informed. Yeah. Yeah. If you're on a register, if you are on a register, the only reason you're on a register is so that people can find out about it, right? Yeah. Like if you apply for a house to live in a house, they can check if you've been on a register. Yeah. So I guess if the information's out there, you know, but yeah, they shouldn't be obliged. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's, it's, it's odd, isn't it? 
I don't think that they should be obliged to do it, but I think it would be better if they did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of go like, should you force them to? No, because there might be some situations where it was more complicated. Y- yeah. Yeah. So hundred uh, percent of those things, yeah. it would be better if they did, but they shouldn't be forced to at gunpoint. Yeah. 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 Weird one. Yeah. But yeah, that's me this week. Yeah. Um, I will just go straight into it. Steve's collection of useless meanderings. Scum. <laughs> Forgot Have you got that. one this week? Uh, no, I think I did, but I just said it anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, it's the kids in the fridge. Kids Freezer. in the fridge. Kids Freezer. in the fridge. Yeah. Um, they died. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was Steve's collection <laughs> of useless <laughs> meanderings. Uh, uh, the town of Honington, UK has a hot penny day. Uh, which is a parade where children uh, collect thrown coins. The tradition was purportedly started by uh, wealthy people who would heat <laughs> pennies on a stove and throw them into the streets and laugh at peasants burning their fingers while they tried to pick them up. Lovely. <laughs> where the fuck is this? Huntington. Huntington. I don't know Huntington. where that is. It's probably <laughs> northern. <laughs> All those wealthy northerners. Probably southern. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, I don't yeah, know where it, could it is. It's, it's weird that you carry on these traditions. Yeah. This is where we used to mock the poor. Now we just mock kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck kids. <laughs> Put some in that freezer over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a fucked up Easter egg hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Burn yeah. the poor. What was the other? We, you, you misuse the poor, I guess, in lots of ways. <laughs> Can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, Antarctica used to be called Australia. <laughs> <laughs> until modern day Australia uh, stole its actually. name <laughs> oh really in 1824 uh, which left the continent nameless until its current name was adopted in the 1890s <laughs> we're Australia <laughs> I'll have that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no one there so they can't they yeah. can't protest it yeah we sent them a letter yeah they we're having your name so <laughs> we're Australia now <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a weird pass the parcel. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's fitting considering it was started as like a convict state. They even <laughs> they steal stole it on the names. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like some weird kind of con they were trying to do to escape. We're not Australia. We're in Ant- we're in Ant- we're in Antarctica. Yeah. Antarctica's over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How does this work? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not in prison anymore, are we? Because we're not on Antarctica. <laughs> We s- <laughs> nice one, Big Fred. <laughs> Set up a Thai massage place. Um, there is a giant statue of Jesus in Poland that distributes Wi-Fi to nearby towns and villages. <laughs> he healed the sick and spread YouTube to the yeah. to, to the other regions. <laughs> I see uh, McDonald's got in tr- No, someone got in trouble for crucifying Ronald McDonald recently. <laughs> like the actual... Yeah. Like there's in like a, a real model clown. of it, like an art thing. Yeah, All but right. like... And uh, I think it was done in somewhere in the Middle East or something like that to represent Americanization of like, you know, oh, we've got McDonald's, so now we've got crucified. But loads of people were crucified. Yeah. Just because... Ronald McDonald's on a crucifix doesn't mean he's Jesus. No, there's still but those people. people that... But that's the imagery they're saying he's Jesus. Like, no, loads of people got crucified. Yeah, yeah. Could just be a clown that got crucified. Yeah. They, they, 
they probably would have crucified a clown. Old beginner Christians. Yeah. Or what the whatever. fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. He can make food appear within five minutes. <laughs> Crucify him. Or less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crucify him again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's weird, isn't it? I mean, Jesus giving out Wi-Fi. Yeah. It seems odd. Yeah, but Where it's... would they put the Wi-Fi receiver? It's... That isn't, you know, against the will of God. <laughs> <laughs> Can't put it anywhere on Jesus. No. He was created in God's image, and we shoved a Wi-Fi router up his ass. <laughs> the father, the son, and the BT connect. <laughs> yeah. What's the password? <laughs> Moses wrote it on one of the <laughs> on a big tablet tomes. <laughs> Ironically, trying to hand now an iPad. Handed it round. Um. Since 1953, the Italian bank Credito Emiliano has accepted <laughs> giant wheels of Parmesan cheese as collateral for business loans. <laughs> you got any money? No. You got any cheese? <laughs> no, but I can get some cheese. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> so they've just got a massive giant fridge. Cheese. Yeah. Instead of a safe. Well, it's that whole barter system, I guess, isn't it? Like, well, Put the kids in. If the kids can't get out. It's safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta stay fresh yeah yeah well you make uh, yeah I, I couldn't get on board with I guess it's valuable it. yeah it's if it's worth a certain amount yeah and then yeah but then you have to pay for the fridge yeah and you have to pay for the storage and the yeah, movement yeah. and all that kind of stuff they'd, the, they'd have to have a bargain on that cheese <laughs> like you, you need a 50 quid loan give us 500 pounds worth of cheese yeah and then what would be a deal yeah it must be the only way yeah. But it's it's also like wheeling in massive things of cheese to the bank. <laughs> Trying to put it through the ATM. Chewing. <laughs> Big cheese. <laughs> bank robberies. Give oh, me all your cheese! It's getting warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People not wanting not knowing what to do with it. Yeah. Oh, this money's covered in cheese. <laughs> My mortgage is covered in Emmerdale. Emmerdale? <laughs> Uh, Emmental. <laughs> yeah. It's covered in a soap. A soap. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the Emmerdale theme is, I don't know what it is. Into our new segment. Yeah. What is that soap? Casualty? Was Casualty a soap? All those kind of shows. No, it wasn't. Anytime I think of the Casualty theme, it just blends into the Crystal Maze. Was the Crystal Maze? Oh, no, 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 no. Casualties. Yeah. What's the Crystal Maze? Crystal Maze wasn't a soap. But was Casualty a soap? What makes it a soap? I don't know. It's like, I read recently that Carnation Street is shot once because of the timing they need to do, which sounds bollocks, but I guess it's kind of true. It's it's what? Like one take, everything. Oh, right. And then if it really needs it, a second take, just to get it all done. Probably. Maybe. Kind of makes sense, which would kind of explain why it's all a bit hab Well, they do, well, yeah, because they do like three episodes a week. Forever. Yeah, or more, or an episode a day, I can't remember. I think I think EastEnders went to one a day at some point. It's yeah. like, dude, that's a fucking crazy schedule. Yeah. Well, if they're doing it like a week in advance, kind of be all right, yeah. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, just one take. 
Yeah. Fine. But they did Next. that live episode at some point and a guy forgot his yeah, lines. Yeah, people fucked up, which is understandable. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what makes a soap? Um, like running for a certain amount of time? No. It's got to be a certain amount of trash, I think. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I don't know what, what defines a soap opera. I guess a through plot line that evolves they don't take season breaks i imagine that's a soap thing yeah because they don't take breaks do they i don't think casualty don't i don't think casualty doesn't (laughs) and and the bill yeah the bill of soap i feel like the yeah it must be we'll look into it yeah all right um and finally uh jm barry added the requirement of fairy dust for flying because so many children injured themselves trying to fly after seeing the first production (laughs) of peter pan (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was watching a documentary recently on monkey dust right which is a synthetic drug famous around Stoke apparently it's like two pound a hit right and it's, it's huge around it's big in Stoke yeah and it's a huge problem and uh, there's this guy he takes a puff and he goes you know what I smell I smell uh, Beecham's cold and flu <laughs> and uh, I smell it's, it's like baking powder he said olive oil he's, he's, he's doing I think it might have been bollocks because it's, that's what he was kind of waxing lyrical about and uh, yeah so I mean it could make him fly <laughs> <laughs> monkey dust fairy dust what we was need the other to one? add something that doesn't exist so all these kids stop killing themselves <laughs> yeah. they made a freezer dust because of this children's book <laughs> yeah yeah about dead kids potentially yeah about wasn't they went to the afterlife yeah 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 and came back <laughs> pop back said hello yeah <laughs> my dad was there he was off. a pirate <laughs> all right shut up dead kid <laughs> <laughs> don't talk that shit to me <laughs> what a bastard yeah. yeah 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 fair play cool so yeah i'm at nick that's the thing i see in the podcast that's the what i think is that the end of the episode yeah all right yeah yeah feels like we're there didn't it yeah 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 uh time yeah. of death 2045 <laughs> that's the time i'm at nick Snip. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm at sing it steve and we're at pulling teeth pod because i can never remember the email. that's the one uh, we are wisdom at pulling teeth podcast.com we yeah so yeah so, uh, see we'll you see next week next week soaps <laughs>